0: is a portion of a 100-day self-campaign of experimental free writing. I intend to compile all 100 pages into an experimental story. Project Endymion, Sea Hamsters, by Corporate Pasta. A little sea hamster who was not so big and powerful as the others had to hold his breath for a long time. His father would come back from fishing, but he did not find him in their burrow. Then he went out into the forest and shouted. Where is my son? where are you? But the only answer was silence. He came home and saw that nothing remained of his family except a few fragments of bone lying on the ground. Then he took off his boots, lifted up his foot, put it down again with force and smashed every bone one after another. When no more bones were left, he said sadly, they have all gone now. At this moment an old hamster passed by, looked at the pile of broken bones and said, I'll help you." The sea hamster bent down and picked up one piece of skull and handed it to him. The old hamster then hit the next bone, broke it and handed it over. As soon as they ran out of bones, they started digging. They dug deep until they found some very heavy rock that could never be moved alone. The elder hamster told them to dig deeper still, saying, You must do whatever I say. And when they were nearly exhausted, the old one took away their shovels and pushed them hard against the wall of the mountain where they had been working. Suddenly something happened, which we cannot understand because there are many things about our world that science does not know yet. One day someone will explain what really happens in the air around us when lightning strikes a tree or when the wind blows through leaves, or why a bird can fly thousands of miles across oceans, or how fish breathe without water. And perhaps even then they won't know everything, just like today. When we don't understand why rain falls or why birds sing, or why people die young, or why the stars shine or why a cat has such small ears. So perhaps someday scientists will discover the mystery of the black stone, too, though if they do, I am afraid they might think less highly of the animals than we do ourselves. In any case, none of these things ever stopped anyone from living happily among each other, because whether the black stone fell or not, we lived together peacefully in a world where life itself gave meaning where every day brought new joy. We played games and sang songs, loved each other, ate well, slept deeply, dreamed dreams that filled us with hope, and knew that somewhere else, beyond the horizon, there was a family of sea hamster waiting for us to return. It didn't matter that they were smaller than ours, or that they had strange faces, or that they breathed differently, or that their voices sounded different. Our families were united in love. That is what matters most, isn't it? One evening, before sunset, the three brothers came back to the burrow. They stood looking silently at the pile of stones where once they had worked side by side. They seemed sad, but neither spoke nor cried aloud. Their mother sat beside the heap of rocks, weeping silently and calling her children's names. She wanted to believe that she would see them again, but she also feared that they might not make it. All night long, they lay awake talking quietly and crying. No one dared tell the younger ones about the black stone, because they wouldn't listen, and besides, it was better not to talk about anything unpleasant. When dawn came, the older boys climbed up into the trees and watched the sky above the forest. Soon clouds covered the sun, and a cold drizzle began to fall. It looks bad outside, said one of the older brothers. We'd better start climbing straight away. The two younger brothers stayed inside their burrow, Wondering anxiously if their fathers were coming home safely, and if so, where they had disappeared to. When the storm died down, the youngest brother crept out onto the branch where he had perched earlier and peered over the edge of the cliff. Below, a river flowed between steep banks and narrow rapids. A waterfall soared high into the air and fell into the stream below. On its way downstream, the waterfall split into many streams and formed a wide pool. Two islands grew near the middle of the pool. Both were tall and flat, and on top of each island rose a great oak. Beyond the pools and the island, the whole landscape opened up to show a vast plain full of grassy meadows and forests. The sea hamsters like this place very much. They live here year-round. They come to drink from the clear water and bathe in the spray from the falls. If it rains heavily, they sit under their shelters, drinking sweet milk and singing lullabies to the babies. Some days later, they go hunting for frogs and fish. Others find food by eating seeds and roots while floating in the shallows, watching carefully for passing birds or mice. There are lots of flowers and fruit bushes nearby, so they get enough sugar to eat. Sometimes they bring some back to share with others, and sometimes they eat it themselves. Now and again they catch tiny crabs that scuttle along the bank. They eat these raw, crunching their legs and tails to crack open the shells. Wow, juicy river crab meat. And so on, and so forth. A few days later, the younger brothers went down to the beach and looked up at the mountains. Clouds hid the peaks, making them look dark and mysterious. From their heights, the trees and plants looked like delicate lace patterns, and the air smelled of pine needles and damp soil. The younger brothers looked at the green slopes with longing, wishing they could climb up into the cool woods, and feel the breeze blow gently over their fur. And hear the chirping of insects and the twitter of birds. But they were not allowed to leave the shore. The elders kept telling them that it would be dangerous, that they should stay safe and warm at home. One of the brothers, a teeny tiny sea hamster is curious, wanders off alone and climbs up the mountain trail, following the sound of the waterfall. He passes over the rocky cliffs and reaches the top of the falls. Above the spray, the sunlight glitters on the surface of the pool, and the water flows down the rock walls, splashing everywhere. The sea hamster peers over the edge of the cliff, and suddenly he sees something very big and red, lying on the rock below. He jumps back, thinking he saw an enormous animal, but then he notices that it is a huge snake, coiled up tight. Snake! Snake! He shouts excitedly to his friends. Look, a real, honest-to-goodness snake. Let's have some fun with it and he laughs as he runs down to the bottom of the waterfall. Clearly the young sea hamster never seen a snake before. They are usually quite shy creatures who avoid people. They only move when they need to, and they don't laugh. They have no teeth, either. The snakes that live in this region are poisonous. The snakes can kill a large bird or a mouse with one bite, and they can swallow an entire squirrel hole. They do not attack unless threatened. But now, because of his ignorance, the little sea hamster has stepped into danger. The snake has been lying still all afternoon, because it knows that a sea hamster could never jump over the falls, and that it could easily break the creature apart with one swift strike. The snake is hungry, too, and the young one makes a delicious meal. The female snake smiles predatorily at the young little hamster, then coils up to strike. Suddenly the young one leaps out of the way, shouting, "Oh dear!" Snake. Snake. Then he begins to run as fast as he can away from the river bank. The snake follows him. The other sea hamsters watch from the shore, alarmed. Run, little one. Go back to the burrow. The young hamster stops to pick up some pebbles to throw at the snake. Then he says, I'll get you yet, snake. You wait until I am bigger, you slimy old thing. He turns and goes up the path again, running as quickly as he can. The snake moves slowly after him. Its tail sweeps through the air behind him and rattles loudly against stones. As soon as the sea hamster reaches the top of the mountain, it slithers up to him, butting its head into his belly and trying to bite his feet. With all his strength, the young one kicks and pushes his tormentor aside. At last the snake gives up the chase, and lies motionless on the rock where it has fallen from above. It waits patiently until its prey comes close once more, and then it strikes. The snake eats the tiny hamster in one bite, then swallows him entirely without chewing. Afterward, it licks its lips with its tongue, then lifts itself up from the ground, looks around for more prey, and starts searching in earnest. It has plenty of time to search because it does not want to take any risks that might endanger its life. As the sun rises higher in the sky, the snake crawls across the rocks toward the forest where the three sea hamster families live together. The snake must live for a long time for it being this cautious. Scientists think that these reptiles could be extinct by the end of the century because there are fewer of them than ever before. Suddenly a wave from the sea crashes on the rocks beneath us, throwing up white foam that flies in every direction. One wave rolls over a boulder and hits a tree trunk just where a sea turtle is basking in the sunshine. In a flash, the tree splits in half and falls to the ground like a dead twig. One branch snaps like a whip, sending a shower of leaves raining into the water. The tree falls into the water with a splash, knocking a fish into a bush, startling a bird that flies into a clump of reeds, and shaking a bird's nest so hard that a baby bird falls. A natural disaster hit the island that sea hamster dwelled on. One day, a storm will come roaring through and smash everything in sight, just like that tree, breaking branches and uprooting trees. The animals won't be able to stand a minute's peace, for there are so many storms in our world,